Hey guys! Welcome to Literate Woman Book Club Podcast. I'm B. I'm Mo. And here we're creating the space where sometimes we talk books, sometimes we talk life, and sometimes we talk shit. Hello guys, welcome back to the show. It is currently Sunday evening. I am really tired. And I have to pack after this and finish folding the laundry and wash my face because I have a lot of makeup on right now and do some work for my job before tomorrow and still try to get to sleep a little early because I'm going on a work trip tomorrow. So I'm a little stressed. (laughs) And... My work trip is like I leave Monday night and I come back Friday morning or Friday afternoon. So if I don't finish everything tonight, I still have like tomorrow a little bit before I have to head to the airport around three. And yeah, time is zooming. But anyways, I hope you guys are having a great start to your Monday if you're listening to this Monday when this releases. And we're going to talk about the book that we read for our last Literate Women book club, which was just last Sunday a week ago. It's crazy. Time flies. I can't believe it. It also feels like a lifetime at the same time, but you know how that goes. And yeah, we read the book Bright Young Woman by Jessica Knowles. And as Monique would say, this was such a pick-me book because the cover is so pretty. It's like yellow and pink and it's just very captivating to look at. So um, if you aren't familiar, when we choose our book for Literate Women Book Club, I kind of just do a little bit of research on what's trending right now and what is doing really well. And I present those to whomever follows the Instagram page um, to pick and vote for what we want for the next book. So this one has such a pretty cover. And when I was like looking at the poll, this one had the majority of the votes. And it was funny when Moni called it a pick me book because yeah, it definitely was a pick me book. So we love, uh, we love a good cover. We love good cover art. And it was really pretty when everyone brought it in. But Last Sunday, we all met up at Clinton Hall in Midtown, New York City, which was such a great space for it because we did it from 1 to 3 p.m. And it was like before the game started and we had such a good amount of space. We weren't claustrophobic. Um, I do think like next time, just because we had such a large group, my the tickets sold out. I was really honestly like so excited and Um, but there are going to have to be a little bit of shifts as it continues to grow just so that way everyone can kind of like engage and hear each other because although we had amazing conversation, there were points where like we had two huge like tables and the people at either end of the table was very difficult to hear one another no matter how loud we were talking, Um, which is, you know, having a big group is a great problem to have for us. So I'm really excited and just kind of taught us what we need more for next time. Oops, I dropped the mic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so at the event, I give everyone like a stack of cards and it's got like some icebreakers. It's got 
some questions for the book, like your ratings, some things we go through. And I collect them at the end because there's also like a suggestions and feedback page to it. So I read every single one, guys. And this, these notes were like really sweet to read some of them. So I really appreciate those of you who gave some feedback. It was really, you know, made my heart smile. And thank you guys for coming. And thank everyone who did come because it was so awesome. And we did like a book swap at the end where you bring a book and you donate a book and I have the books to donate like right here in my kitchen. I'll probably do that next weekend, um, drop them off at a little free library, but you were able to snag a book if you wanted from the table. We had the branded cupcakes, which were from Huascar Bakery and they're so delicious. Um, the carrot cake one is bomb. That's the one I had and actually they're all pretty delicious. <laughs> um, and if it's your first time attending, you get a tote. Your second time attending, everyone got a mug. And then the third timers, they got a candle. And it smells so freaking good. I'm going to list them on the website for sale. And I'm going to post them on the Instagram soon. But they smell so good. They're such cute branding. I love them. They're like a vanilla sandalwood scent. And I can't wait to burn mine because it's like very strong, like a strong scent, but one of those scents that will really burn well. So, yeah. So I went through everyone's cards and I was going to do this review a little bit differently. So I had plans to bring my mics to the event and get little clippings of everyone talking about the book and giving the rating and whatnot, but I was just in such a like a go, go, go mode that morning. I forgot them in my office at home. So next time for sure. Um, for this episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share the my rating and the overall rating for the book, as well as just some of the really awesome highlights that I thought came out of the book club and like some things that people said and like some of the commentary that was made, as well as like my thoughts on the book. So that's what I'll be chatting about. Our next event is going to be announced February 22nd. So keep your eyes peeled. It's going to be in New Jersey. And I've already got the venue picked. I think it's going to be a really great spot. Um, so stay tuned because more is going to come on that. And without further ado, let's talk about Bright Young Woman by Jessica Nall. I think it's a really hot book at the moment. And I personally gave this book a 7 out of 10 and I went through all of the cards and I'm sure some people like forgot to hand me some of their cards, um, but I had like 22 cards and I believe we had like 26 people there, 25, 26 people there and a few people couldn't make it because of the weather and some um, like four people couldn't make it. So totally fine. You know, things happen. But with the ratings that I received back on everyone's cards. The average rating was a 7.3 for this book from the Literate Woman Book Club. The lowest <laughs> rating being a 3 out of 10. And I got to shout out Jenny because she gave it that one. <laughs> She's fun fact. Um, Jenny, our literate woman who is in the book club, she is from Tacoma, Washington, where Ted Bundy is from. Um, and then the highest rating is was a 9 out of 10 out of all of the ratings. 
Um, so again, average for the book club was 7.3, lowest was 3 out of 10, highest was 9 out of 10. My personal rating was a 7 out of 10. It was, it was good. And to give you some background on what this book is about, it is about the Ted Bundy trial in the 70s. And what's interesting is they never mention his name like throughout the book. They only refer to him as the defendant throughout the whole book. And it's, it's a very strategic move, um, which I'll get into. But I wanted to start off with just a small synopsis of what this book was about. So it, again, it was about the Ted Bundy murders. And in particular, it was about the main character, Path, uh, <laughs> Pamela Schumacher. She is the president of the sorority down in Florida University in Tallahassee, Florida. And she they have like this really tragic event happen at their sorority house where two of the sisters in the sorority get murdered and two are like like severely injured and Pamela is the president obviously and she's the only one who actually can like eyewitness Ted Mundy. She's the only one who actually saw him and it goes through the case of like you know one of the women who died or the sisters and the women are yeah she her name was Denise and it was like one of Pamela's best friends. So you are then introduced to Tina, who is, she is a therapist and she also had someone close to her, Ruth, who she actually was dating, I guess, involved with, because I don't know if they were like officially girlfriends, but her friend Ruth was also murdered by Ted Bundy. And she is like trying to, you know, get Ted Bundy behind behind bars essentially. And like it's the story of like them getting the story out. And it just makes me really grateful that I was born when I was born versus like 20 years earlier because although I know as women we face a lot of challenges within society still to this day – when I'm reading, when I was reading this book, I was, you know, thinking it's definitely improved since the 1970s where, for example, someone like Denise who was murdered in her sleep in a very like brutal way. This is, you know, a bit of a spoiler with like a, she, her, I think one of her internal organs was like punctured with a hair dye bottle by him. So like he, you can kind of put two and two together there, but it's like, and then, sorry, it's like really gruesome for me to talk about. But then in the news, she's kind of put out there as like, I don't know how to say this other than like a floozy when she was a victim of assault, sexual assault and murder. And essentially at one point, Denise's family is so, you know, heartbroken by how the media is treating Denise in the news. They beg Pamela to do an interview to kind of clear her name. And of course, Pamela is an amazing friend and that's what she does. But it's still like just the narratives that were told. It's pretty, 
it's like the first assumption was that it was her fault that this happened, Denise's fault that this happened. And it just kind of makes my skin crawl. Also, like Pamela is such a smart, outgoing, not outgoing. She's a smart, strong-minded, like she has a very strong willpower. She's put together. Uh, She's been accepted to like Columbia for law school. She's just very bright, bright young woman. And when she is trying to like help with this case with the police, they are annoyed by her. The like the sheriff and the police, they're just they don't really like take her seriously because she's a woman. And it's very infuriating to read and see. And even with, you know, I know um Pamela and her father became closer in like, you know, Pamela says that in her adult life she became a lot closer with her father and they actually started to become closer once she was accepted into Columbia University for law school. And that's really nice. But at the same time, it was like she had to be accepted into law school at a prestigious Ivy League university for her father to recognize her. So I know she, they, you know, I know they like mended their relationship and whatnot, but it was like, besides that, he didn't really respect her. It was you know, that was a question that we were kind of exploring in the book club because we were like, although it's nice that he was more welcoming of her and that way, like his recognition took something like that. So we were, you know, we were speculating. And one of the really powerful questions that I enjoyed discussing with the group was, what is the significance of the title Bright Young Woman and how does it relate to the story? And there are a lot of takes on this question because when I kind of absorbed the question and thought back to the book, I thought of it as like Ted Bunny was going after bright young woman. And for those who aren't familiar with Ted Bundy in the case, like in this book, they never mention his name at all. But he apparently was, he like flunked out of law school twice and like faked his way into it. And a lot of his victims were women who had a bright future ahead of them. And something about their, to me, it was like something about their light and their bright future and just their intelligence really intimidated him and provoked him. And like he, his target was bright young women because it stroke, it struck a a struck a chord in his ego. That's kind of like what I was thinking. And then um, somebody else in the book club, I believe it was Gemma. She mentioned a really, really powerful idea of why it would have been named this. And in the actual, she said, in the trial, in the book, um, the judge refers to Ted Bundy as a bright young man. And had he not done all these things, he would have gone off to be a great lawyer and he had a bright future ahead of him had he not killed all these women. Because Apparently, like the hysteria during these cases was that women thought he was handsome and like he was very charming to the judges. And because he had like this like 
law background, which was kind of falsified because he flunked out of law school and then he faked his way into law school and they weren't like prestigious law schools in the first place. Anyways, it was like the like the misogyny of the judge was horrific. And so he said all of these things kind of commending Ted Bundy when he was giving him his sentence. And it's kind of like a, like a, not like a backhanded compliment, but it's like, these women were actually bright young women, not Ted Bundy having this like bright future. And I thought it was really like interesting and I hadn't thought about it that way, but it was like, you know, they do say the word bright in a few different scenarios in the book. And one is he like, you know, he was looking for the bright, they say, I think it was Tina who says he was looking for like bright stars or something along those lines. Like, um, or some ones that shown, shine the brightest. And then the judge does say that in his like, uh, in his last eulogy to him, or not eulogy, his sentence to Ted Bundy. So that was really interesting to talk through as a group. And there were a lot more interesting questions that we had. And it was really interesting to even talk about like the internalized misogyny that women have because we were talking when we were talking about that judge's comment and how it relates to the title and why the author might have made this the title one of the questions i had was i just came to me in the moment i was like do you think this would have been any different if the judge were a woman and a lot of the people a lot of the women at our book club were saying no and one of them is an attorney and she was saying that in her field it's it's not like a woman uplift woman type of environment and there is still a lot of internalized misogyny within that industry so i could imagine that even in the 70s it might have been worse and it was just really like kind of eye-opening to talk through and like chat through some of our scenarios. So I would say this one is a really awesome book club pick in that sense because there's so much to dissect, whether it be women's role and how it's grown in society, friendships between women, and all of the intricacies of this book because, you know, you see like the evolution of some characters and you can kind of talk through like the writing a bit because there are some things that we were just chatting through, for example, like the whole not saying Ted Bundy's name, but then also referencing Zac Efron at the end, which kind of brings it back to Ted Bundy. And everyone knows that Zac Efron played Ted Bundy. So, I mean, I overall really enjoyed that. They really tried to keep this about the victims and the people who, the women who solved the case or helped solve the case for this rather than, you know, the defendant. But I do think there were a few loose ends that I wanted to know more about. For example, like just more about there was something like tragic that happened to Pamela in her childhood. Like I would have I would have preferred that to be explored and some things to kind of be like cut down a bit. So 
Sorry, there was a siren that was by me. And this episode is getting a little bit on the longer side. I'm trying to keep them under 25 minutes if I can, just to keep them short and sweet and digestible for everyone to listen to. So I'm going to wrap up a bit. There will be an Instagram post with some events you know, photos and a review of this book. It's going to be just very um, high-level review, nothing crazy in our rating as a group. And that's all for today. I could definitely go on. It was such an interesting book to talk about. And I truly loved talking about it as a group. It was it was awesome. And I left feeling just such like a an energy of like, lightness and fulfillment and just connection. And that's what this is all about for us. So I hope everyone who attended felt the same way. And again, I'm looking forward to the next one. It's going to be sometime around the end of March and we're announcing it February 22nd. So stay tuned on stories for polling the book because I'll start gathering some options and, you know, we can all vote per usual. This isn't a dictatorship as some haven't did. It's not. I try to give everyone some options. And if you have one that you would like to come to, uh, you know, like the group to read, definitely send it my way and I will poll it. I'm happy to do that. I am very open to suggestions. And one last detail, the next event is going to be in New Jersey. We're going to be ping-ponging between New York and New Jersey. So... I like want to spoil the location, but I'm going to be good and you'll get details very soon. So that's all for today. I'm going to go and fold all the laundry, start packing and finish all my errands before I edit this podcast a little bit, get the post ready for tomorrow. And I've got a busy night ahead of me. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you made it this far, please give us a rating, follow the podcast. It really helps us out with getting visibility and it's much appreciated. And if you got anything out of this podcast or you're adding it to your TBR, we'd love to know. Comment on the Instagram. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, productive week and take care. Hey guys, feel free to check us out weekly every Monday, dropping short, sweet, to the point episodes. Again, talking life, books, sometimes just straight shit. 